guys, and welcome to Smart Women Read Romance, a book review podcast where we fangirl over all things romance. I'm Juliette. And I'm Jessen. Today we'll be reviewing Caress by Ice, the third book in Nalini Singh's Side Changeling series. Before we dive in, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on your preferred podcast platform and please rate and review us. If you want more romance discussions, follow us on our social media pages at SWReadRom, join our Facebook group The Swoon Zone, and follow Jessen on her YouTube channel Jessen Reads Romance. If you'd like some podcast extras, become a patron of the podcast on Patreon, where we have extra content, including exclusive episodes and giveaway free stickers, books, and bookmarks. And a special shout out to our patrons for all of your support. We love you guys. Start of a new year. So yes. excited. Yes. So this is, I want to say, before we even get going, this is our first episode in 2021 and yes. our 100th episode Our overall. 100th. I don't know. That just like, to me, it's like signs of good things to come. Yes. I'm just like, I don't know. I'm really excited about 2021. I don't know. It's because 2020 just like ended up so crazy. (laughs) I'm just like, yes, 2021 has to be better. (laughs) Has to be better. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But I have like so many plans for 2021. And actually, I just filmed some videos for my booktube channel. And I was like wrapping up the um, year for 2020. And I was thinking back to, we did like a a second anniversary episode last year. And we kind of had... some New Year's resolutions that we did. Oh, we did. Totally and about that. one of my New Year's resolutions, I do remember the ones that I did. I was like, I will review every single book that I read. I will read more historicals and read less arcs because I like to reread books and stuff. And so I was kind of just like reflecting on like, how well did I do how that? How well did you do? How well did I do? So <laughs> I reviewed every single book up until mid-November. So mm, half of November and December, I don't have reviews for those books, but I 100% plan on doing it. And I was like pretty proud of myself, but I awesome. like during the holidays, it was just like the holiday stuff it's, and like I couldn't review because I was just so like, hard. I'd rather be reading. Yeah. So <clears throat> I am... I, th- I think I could do better this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so my plan for this year is actually to review, because I was just reviewing on Goodreads. So now I'm like, this time is review every single book on Goodreads and Amazon. Mm-hmm. So, and it's it's such an easy thing. It's just like copying and pasting the same review. But it was just like that extra step that I did not take last year. So this yeah. is like my one-up step for reviewing. Historicals, I still didn't read as much historicals as I'd like mm-hmm. to because I did keep track of the subgenres of romance I read in. And contemporary yeah. still was the dominant subgenre mm-hmm. for me. Even though, and I find this so funny, historicals, I tend to rate higher. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. They just always get like the better ratings That's for me. It's still one of our favorite genres. It is. Know? They're, they're just <clears throat> so compelling and so good. And then this past year, Christmas, we got Bridgerton's and oh, oh my, my goodness. So I want to talk about that real quick. Not okay. to, not to go away from the New Year's resolutions, but so funnily enough, when before Bridgerton's came out, mm-hmm. I was telling my mom, I was like, oh, because she's always asking Jessen, is there anything new on like Netflix or yeah. any <laughs> series that I can watch? That I would like. So right. I'm like telling her, I'm like, oh, there's a new series on Netflix. I'm so excited about it. It's called Bridgerton. It's based on a series of books that I've read, mm-hmm. historical romance books, and I love them and I'm so excited about it. And I've been telling her for like months that it was yeah. happening. A few days ago, she was like, hey, there's this, like, new show called, like, Bridgerton on Netflix. Do you think it's any good? I'm like, Ashley. I was like, Ashley, (laughs) I literally told you all. She's like, oh, you know me. I, like, forget things and stuff. And so uh, she was like, well, what should I do? Should I watch the series and then read the books? Because my mom does read a lot. Um, Not as much as me. Yesterday, she started watching Bridgerton. 
And um, I watched like three episodes with her. Mm-hmm. And then um, today, whenever I was talking to her, I was like, so I was like, are you going to finish Bridgerton and go watch some more episodes today or whatever? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, I finished that last night. <laughs> so she finished the whole entire thing and she yeah. loved it. And I yeah. gave her my copy of uh, The Duke and I. Du- the Duke and so I. I was like, so now you can – now you can I, I was go, like, and now you can see what the other ser- the other seasons will look yeah, like. Yeah, because she's like know. me. It's mostly <clears throat> her reaction is always like the book was better, and so I was like, you know what? You probably if you read the books, you're kind of gonna be like, oh, she's like yeah. me, and be like, why did they change that? You know? And so I was like, you know what? Just enjoy the TV series first, and then you can go back and go read the book. Have you so. seen the little promo clip of the um, actors and actresses reading, reading a passage uh, yes. from Julia Quinn? It is the best <gasps> best thing it's- ever. Honestly, their Instagram, like whoever's handling their social yeah. media promotions, is, doing is a amazing. genius. Yes, absolutely doing an amazing genius. Job. Yeah. yeah, it's just been phenomenal, and I I, I loved it. It was I just, love Bridgerton. Ugh. I love everything about it. Me too. I love everything. Let's go back to resolutions because I did want to mention when you started talking about that. I do remember some of mine. What? what but uh, but you were talking. What were your other ones? You said historicals. You did that and doing less arcs. Oh, and less arcs. I think that I did, but I'm kind of. <clears throat> one upping that for this year i i'm not i find that sometimes i'll go request arcs just because i see other people ha- are requesting this book not necessarily because it's like something that i need to have and so this time i'm like trying to limit my arcs to books that i am anticipating and something that i, I actually want to read not just because everyone's like this is going to be the next best thing because i've mm-hmm. done that in arcs and i put it off until the last minute and so yeah i just want to definitely limit the amount of arcs that um um, I'm reviewing. So yeah, good. Awesome. And um, also for a podcast resolution, and uh, me and Juliet have already talked about this, but we want, excluding this month, <laughs> because this month is dedicated <laughs> to Sai Changeling and Nalini Singh, we want to have an equal amount of episodes for contemporary historical and paranormal slash sci-fi fantasy and stuff. Because mm-hmm. like last year, just kind of like was all over the place. Right. We were just yeah. And so I just want it to be a little bit more balanced to yeah. make sure every subgenre gets its time to shine on the podcast. And that so. was actually one of my resolutions was for my reading list to be more diverse as far as like different genres. Like to be mm-hmm. more evenly spaced with genres because I tend to just gravitate towards something and just stick to it. Last year is just contemporary. It's like yeah. all I wonder if it's contemporary, which is crazy. Um and but, I think that a lot of it has mm-hmm. to do with KU since I'm on I have KU's yeah, subscription. Me too. A lot of my recommended books are contemporary. And right. so it's so easy access and I'm such a mood reader that if it recommends me something and I'm like that looks exactly like what I'm in the mood for right, right now I will go reader. grab it and mm-hmm. I'll read it immediately and screw the TBR that I set for myself yeah, yeah. so yeah. yeah I think that that's another reason why contemporary is because yeah. it's recommended to me a lot so yeah. but I want to be just yeah. like just like you said more diverse more in my diverse. readings and my right so I do remember what my my one about writing was it was about writing my first contemporary <gasps> yes. which I did up to two-thirds yes it's almost done but yeah i set it aside for witches get stitches because i needed to get going on that draft yes um, draft one but so we'll see what's super exciting first contemporary i think that is fun because 
since we like to read mm-hmm. so diversely, I could just see you writing in all genres. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I, it makes – I always saw you as writing, like, more than just paranormal or fantasy and stuff. And So funny because I never did, and now I'm like, I want to write everything. Isn't that crazy? I want to write Isn't that everything. so cool? I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, it's inspiring. So many things for 2021 that is yep. happening, and I can't wait yep. to see how the year plays out. Me too. <laughs> there are things, like, in play, you guys, like, but I'm just waiting to see what happens. Happen. Yes, so yes. Waiting. So we're future waiting. announcements probably yeah. soon-ish. <laughs> so exciting. All right, guys. Well, let's we talk about dive in. Let's. So I want to talk about why we decided to do Nalini Singh, and it's just because <laughs> she's, she's amazing. amazing. <laughs> she's so, the yeah, queen of paranormal. I was just like, mm-hmm. I was doing my whole 2021 episode list, and I was like. Juliet, what do you think about doing like a whole month dedicated to side changeling? Uh, like going yeah. back and revisiting because <laughs> I was like, we've already done quite a few episodes. We've done Slave to Sensation yeah. and Kiss of Snow and we did Wolf Rain. So yeah. we were just kind of like all over the place. And I was like, you know what? Some of my favorite books. And this is the series that is my go-to comfort read. Yeah. If I need something to pick me up, I want to revisit these characters. Yeah. Because I think that Nalini Singh just does interpersonal relationships so well, not just with the couples, but just with everybody. Mm -hmm. Like all the side characters, I'm so interested in. Actually, this morning I got her newsletter. And if you're not subscribed to Mm -hmm. Nalini Singh's newsletter, you're totally sleeping on this because it's amazing. (laughs) She provides so much extra content. So this morning it was like, hey, I have a, you know, short little snippet, a short story for a side character that we saw in Slave to Sensation. There was a um, character when Sasha was just like meeting everybody. Yeah. And um, the character was Zara and she was sitting down and she's like, well, you're not leopard. And she's like, how did you know? And she was like, because I can tell and she's like yeah I'm a lynx or whatever and so she has her little love story it's going to be a two-part love story and it's just extra just extra things and it's so cute and I love it so and I love revisiting characters too because she does scenes Mm -hmm. for like after couples are together like I remember there was one for Riley and Mercy and like her brothers came over to visit (laughs) and it was just the cutest thing so anyway I just am in love with Nalini Singh I'm in love with the side changing world and I was like I want to send good vibes and to 2021 and this is like the best way i know how to do it yeah Yeah. we're going back to our og nalini singh yeah i remember the side changeling was the first series where i was i legitimately was reading it and i remember thinking i could write paranormal romance like i could i was so inspired by her i'm like not like her but i was like but i definitely could do this like i could see myself like because i was just so inspired by her her she does everything so well it's so well balanced that's what i love about her stuff we get like we get the mystery we get the um paranormal aspect we get the shifter like cool shit we get the um heavy romance we get the good sex scenes like everything and you know what i really love about the side changing world it's like shifter romances are some of my favorite paranormal romances Mm -hmm. but the whole concept that the psi is more in like the fantasy realm and so it's like urban fantasy paranormal it's like such a good combination it is it's so amazing and i just love it and so we decided to pick like our favorite um couples that we haven't already done done. (laughs) so the first one is judd and brennan we're going in order from the ones that we haven't already done so judd and brennan is the third book then we're going to be doing um riley and Mercy, Drew and <laughs> one Indigo. One of the best openings to any book. Oh, Riley ever. and Mercy does have the best ever. one. 
Ever. And then, of course, Caleb and Sahara, mm. which I know a lot of people are excited that we're yeah. doing Heart of Obsidian. I'm excited yes. about that one as one well. Of my top, top and babies. yeah, there's definitely going to be spoilers for these ep- for these episodes if you haven't read the series. But we've gone out of order already, so yeah. <laughs> it's not a big deal. <laughs> it's not a big deal. So I want to go over the characters real quick, and then we can jump into the spoiler section, kind of like set up the story. Our heroine Brenna, she had a very interesting story. We were introduced to her in the first book and she was actually kidnapped she's part of the snow dancer pack which is the pack of wolves and dark river in the first book was kind of tapped as an ally to help them find brenna right they did find brenna but she was kind of broken she was kidnapped by this serial killer the psi serial killer and he had been able to like cultivate his ways because of the silence protocol, which for Psy means that they're conditioned to not feel emotion. But people like this serial killer on Enrique, he was like all of his coldness and his empathy was his empathy was just like gone. And so he was very like experimental and all of those like bad traits that were like Mm -hmm. bubbling below the surface, he became like a better killer because he was emotionless. And so anyway, she was able to be rescued, but she's not quite the same. And we see her struggling with kind of integrating back into snow dancers. Some people think that something's wrong with her because her eyes are kind of dual colored now. And everyone's kind of like, oh, is she kind of sad? now there's a lot of this trust between the changelings and the psi because the psi view changelings as lesser than animals they Mm -hmm. don't have the intelligence as psi which is completely untrue and that's their fault for (laughs) underestimating changelings (laughs) so it's very interesting because our hero judd is a psi who basically sought asylum with the snow dancer pack he and his family defected from the net mind and they're hiding out everyone thinks their family is dead but he is very stoic his like nicknames the ice man he shows no emotions and we find oh. out through the course of this book that he was one of the elite soldiers in the, the Cynet, the mm-hmm. arrows and so there's some reason brenna's like i can talk to this man because her brother Others have become extremely overprotective and won't let her do anything. And she's just like, there's something wrong. I need to talk to somebody. And he would understand. He's not going to judge. He's going to give it to me straight. And so they just kind of like gravitate toward each other. And it's so funny because Brenna pushes her buttons. To me, it made so much sense to me, though, too, is because she had been – she was overcome with emotion from what had happened to her. And all all of our pack mates, her brothers are – like overly emotional and here's this cool cool side calm and collected calm logical anything she says he has an answer or you know puts it right back on her in a heartbeat without like without playing on emotions you know yeah. what i'm saying and he it's also like, like treats her mean. like she's not fragile because exactly. a lot of the exactly. people in snow dancer do want to treat her with kid gloves because they are you know worried for her and yeah. especially they're her brothers like and so but her. the way that they're overprotective is actually really suppressing her so right. that's why judd is her perfect match and mm. i can't wait to just talk about how their love story plays out because i think it's beautiful it and i love it so okay you guys so we're heading into the spoiler section so if you don't want to to get all the spoilery stuff, go run out and read it and then come back and join us. All right, guys. Okay. We have an interesting start to this book. I really, really love it. And especially rereading it again after 
binging the whole series and stuff mm-hmm. and we see a familiar face to us if you're you know a fan of the side changeling i love how judd and ty are fighting and it's really interesting the dynamics of changelings <laughs> they have like this hierarchy mm-hmm. and of course each military pack, very like, much mm-hmm. so but except with like intense emotional bonds right and Every pack has an alpha, and alphas have these kind of right-hand men, hand men and women. They're either called sentinels or, or lieutenants. lieutenants. And mm-hmm. so snow dancers are wolves, and they have lieutenants. So those are like the top, top tier, but also within like the same sphere. I really love how it's not just like based on like strength because there is these dominant maternals. Like yes, Nell. Nell is very too. important Isn't in the Laura maternals. As well, Laura is the healer and she's mm-hmm. just as important as well. She has just as much authority as the, the lieutenant. You know, exactly. Yeah. So I really love I just love the way that their society is structured. It's yes. just so it's very good. equal. It's very, very equal. equal and not and like, based on physical strength. Alone. No, it's not. It's like everyone mm-hmm. has their strengths and everyone's as important as anybody else. Mm-hmm. So I just really love how how that's all played out so judd being a chain a psi within a changeling structure but he not has pack. A, not pack and so he's like he's been per- forbidden to use his power on the right. changelings and we should and- note that his um nephew and nieces are you know within the pack and so he's sort of like he's there as their protector but not mm-hmm. a part of the pack no, you know? no, so. and it's easier for the children to kind of integrate because it's like, oh, right. well, they're kids, they're children, and yeah. also, um, everyone except Sienna, Marley, and Toby, they have accepted like feeling emotions and embracing mm-hmm. those things a lot right. easier because silence. they weren't right. like really conditioned for silence. So I guess we should talk about silence just in general, really briefly, in case you haven't yeah. listened to our other episodes. But silence is they start when they're really young and they basically use um, negative reinforcement. To to make them, Teach them not, not be emo- to, to mm-hmm. be emotional, to be mm-hmm. very cerebral. And um, so yeah. that's why it was easier for Toby and Marlene. His Judd's older brother, Walker, who is Marley's father, actually taught young children. So it was also easier for him right. to kind of like not accept emotions, but, but everyone for, feels um, like Walker's the more approachable person. Right. And Judd feels like sigh like he yeah. has that like you Very know ice cold yes sigh. demeanor and the thing though too about judd that we should note is that his um and nobody really knows what his job was but he was an arrow which is basically an assassin mm-hmm. for the side and so yeah silence for him it when he breaks silence at all like if he starts to feel emotion he gets these like pain triggers to keep him in check yeah. so that's one reason and he's kept his silence because he needs. He's that afraid to keep that if he loses power. control, because he's he a super hot. He's like assassin level TK telekinetic. You know, he so, can like turn brain to mush yes. just by thinking about it. His you know? powers <laughs> is a simper. His powers are very interesting because, yeah. as far as the majority of people know, and this is not including Hawk, who's the alpha, because Judd has let hawk know what his powers are right but everyone else just thinks that he's a telepathic um side that he's just a very powerful telepathic side well judd actually has very high powers in both telepathy which is why he can pass off as that him that being his dominant power but he's actually more powerful in telekinesis which he's hidden from brenna because 
the person who kidnapped her was a telekinetic and tortured her with his powers. And so yeah. he's doesn't want other snow dancers to view him as, you know, dangerous, like associate that right. with Enrique, like, oh, this power is bad. And also his niece is also Marley. telekinetic, Marley, and he doesn't want them to build this prejudice against yes. telekinetics. Yes. And so they're kind of like hiding that aspect yeah. of them, which is very sad. But it is sad. It is part, of, but it is part of uh, Brenna's growth. In the it is part well. of Brenna's growth. And I really like that, that of all the people that she falls in love with, she falls in love with a psi and <laughs> yeah. a person who's literally has the same kind of powers as her kidnapper. The one who tortured her. Yeah. Yes. And it's just like crazy, but I love how, <laughs> I love how her brothers are just like, there's no way you're getting next to this dangerous person and she just like watch me watch and, and, and me the brothers are constantly hounding him constantly. like don't touch my sister oh my and goodness judge is just like whatever You're like, judge is like I'm not absolutely not I love how he just you. does not respond to them until they piss him off and he's like don't touch her Get oh god it's, like, so oh, it's so, so good so alright so let's start with so yeah so it starts off with a fight right mm-hmm. so Ty feels a need to challenge Judd because changes can feel power and so right. they have a lot of dominance battles where it's like <laughs> yeah. whoever wins the fight Among that the means pack, that right. it uh-huh. settles your hierarchy it settles how dominant you right. are within the pack and so everyone feels the need to challenge Judd because he is is a power, you know? Right. Everybody knows it. So the funny thing is, Judd's actually holding back because he doesn't want to hurt Ty and he doesn't want to hurt his feelings by beating him too quickly. Yes. And so this is like the first um, glimpse into his mind. Like he's not unempathetic. He, right. he, he likes to think that he's so cold and emotionless, but this one decision that he makes, it like totally betrays to him. basically, <laughs> yes, to hold back. To not, not hurt the feelings him. of a wolf. <laughs> of Ty, this like, you know, up and coming, you know, soldier. Yeah, you know? he's like, um, he's like late teens, early 20s. And yeah. the funny thing is later on when Brenna basically like reams his, him a new one. And he's like, you know, what? It's telling Ty not to do that. And yeah, he came unclawed, which yeah. we're not supposed to do during what they call play. Because it's a like loss fights. of control. Right. And it means that you need more training yes. if you lose that control in yes. dominance battles because the goal is not to hurt anybody. Right. right. Like hard or whatever. <laughs> and um, the funny thing is later on in the story, Ty does approach Judd and be like, can you teach can me? Can you teach me some of those moves? <laughs> and Judd, and he remembers because Laura, the healer, was the one, you know, if Ty ever apologizes, please accept it because I can yeah. tell you he is ashamed of him Himself, yeah you know and and judd he realizes this when he comes to him he's like okay come on let's go and so he he does he's sort of he becomes, becomes his mentor i love it like he becomes ty's it. mentor I and i think that that like full circleness yeah. of it and slowly but surely throughout the course of the story you see that judd is constantly being put in a position as like an authority figure yeah. and like he doesn't even know it that people are looking up to him people are you know like of course we know that you'll never hurt us like because there was this wonderful moment where ben one of my favorite little children in this oh my series God, it's the he's running scene. away naked because he does not want to take a bath <laughs> from his mom he's and judd experienced is like this playful like little interlude with Ben because <laughs> Ben's trying to hide from um, Laura so and Laura's like have you seen um, have you seen a naked four year old whatever and goes, Judd's like what? no he goes, and he then goes, what does he look like he goes, yes he's naked he's, like Laura's like he's I a just baby it. like hello and then, and then you hear this little giggle, giggle. <laughs> and Laura realizes oh Judd
Judd's playing. Judd is playing. And it's crazy because it's like there's this big hulking sigh yes. who everyone thinks is so cold and emotionless because and he's playing with the kid. It's like, I really can't help you if you don't give me a better description yeah. of this yeah. child. Like, I need I need more info. <laughs> you know, I'm a like, sigh. And Ben's like climbing up him, up his jeans. And you he know? changes from a little wolf to a naked little boy. And yeah. that is a sign of trust, trust. shifting yeah. so close to somebody else. Yeah. Because if you move, it could like disturb the shift. And so that was yeah. a sign of trust. And, and so like all of that is I building up of Judd scene. is a trustworthy member of the Snow yes. Dancer pack. Yes. And oh, I he just, also uh, called her uh, Uncle Uncle Judd. Uncle Judd. Because Marley is his Marley best is friend. Because Marley is his friend. Oh, oh that scene I, is actually one of my favorite scenes in the book. <laughs> I want a next gen. Yes. Because we're still currently in the same generation, basically. Not yeah. too many years have passed between Slave to Sensation yeah. and Alpha Knight. Mm-hmm. And um, I really want the next I want gen. Them. I want Kit. I want Kit. I want Roman and Julian. I oh, Roman and Julian. Oh, that's the Cubs of Tamsin. Ben and, and Marley and Toby. I oh, need all of yes, them to have Toby, stories. Toby, Marley. I do. I do. I need all of them I'm to have stories. I'm just hoping that's what's going to happen. Like, let me think at some point we'll end this and we will skip, I do. I want, you know? like, a complete arc of the adults that we're yeah. all – and it's ever-expanding. We're, like, going cross-country and meeting new people. But I do <laughs> want to kind of time jump <laughs> into yeah. – because I want these – Children that we've like, fallen in love with, like especially Toby and Marley. There's yes. a lot of like hints about them being Definitely. a thing, and yes. I'm like, okay, but they're babies now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need, yeah. I need more. Oh, you mean Ben like, and Marley? Ben and Marley. Yeah. That's not Toby and Marley. <laughs> ben and Marley. Yeah. Um. There's lots of hints about that. Like I thought so too. Marley being an older, um, the older girl, and Ben just like loving hanging out with Marley, yeah. and throughout the series fun. that we we see them like playing yeah. together and whatever. It's just so fun. <laughs> It's just amazing. Obviously, we love this world, y'all. We have been talking about everything in a roundabout fashion. I know. So let's kind of get to the crux of – so where it begins is, yeah, uh, Brenna is struggling, and they're having this, like – basically, Judd realizes pretty quickly that she's formed an attachment. He's like, he's like, I can't be anything for you. We can't, you know – I don't, I know you think you're attracted to me, but I think you're just, think you're attracted to me because I am, you know, you know, the opposite of everybody else and whatever. And Mm -hmm. he even hints that, you know, have you ever thought of the fact that I'm the same as the guy who kidnapped you and maybe you're just trying to like basically see def- the good in somebody yeah. like me or something yeah, like that. Yeah, get over like, that hump. Yeah, sort of yeah. Like you I'm know? like you're basically kind of rebound yeah. from your trauma and yeah. she just like, excuse, excuse me, you son of a bitch. Claws like out. I know my own mind. <laughs> I don't think so. So Judd, but like I really big- like how, um, so Brenna is struggling because she has, she feels like she's having these visions yeah. and she doesn't know if like something happened to her mind because the telekinetic also kind of broke through. All changelings have shields around their mind mm-hmm. to protect them naturally against the psi, against right. telepathic um, mm-hmm. attacks. And her kidnapper basically violated her mind and everything right. like that. And so she's struggling because Sasha is a really good shield builder and she doesn't want Sasha to look into her she mind. She doesn't want anybody in her head no, ever again. because she's like, that. I, I got myself back. Like, I am <laughs> finally feel like I'm at least, like, protected and I can't let anybody in at this point. Yeah. And so Judd is kind of behind the scenes helping her try to figure out Ways. what's going on with her because she thinks mm-hmm. she's having a vision. There is a murder early yeah, on Timothy. in the first chap- chapter Timothy is found dead and he's like has these cuts that are similar to the way that Enrique killed one of his signatures mm-hmm. was that he would torture them and like do like 79 cuts or whatever and so that's the body that they're found and 
Brynn is saying, like, I saw this and she thinks she's thinking that she's had a vision of this. So I like one of the scenes after, <laughs> after um, Drew and Riley find out that Brenna had gone talk to Judd saying like, <laughs> I think something's wrong with me. I think that I have visions or whatever. And he's like, well, we can't find out if you won't let anyone to your mind. And he was like, let me see if I can find out any more information. Cause like she didn't want Sasha poking into her brain either mm-hmm. because everyone's like, Oh, Sasha's so good. And she's yeah. just so nice. She's like, I don't want her to see my dog, my yeah. darkness. Right. So, um, She's been on lockdown with her brothers, and one day she escapes, and like Judd's like, "What is wrong?" And she was like, "I just escaped my brothers." Yeah. Like, <laughs> well, I love, and I love that what happens is when Judd realizes this attraction is like, first of all, he realizes it goes two ways, and he can't go there. So he, y'all, he runs, he runs away, away like a little titty baby. I love it. He runs. He asks Hawk. He's like, "Give me an assignment he's away like, from the den. Away from the den." And Hawk knows. So this is also interesting too. The difference between the leopard and the snow dancers is the leopards all have like private dwellings they They don't have like a central like hub but like the snow dancers all live in this um cave system yeah and so it's much more like a a community like they're all like right next to Mm -hmm. each other you know what i'm saying and so there's their territory is very vast it's like the whole state of like california and oregon all that and he's like send me to the far reaches of like not the pack like central you know little unit or whatever and he's like i need to go somewhere where nobody is yeah and so he goes to cabin all alone and then guess what hawk sends um brenna out there well brenna (laughs) see brenna is finding her claws again because she's so tired of her brothers treating her like um like spun glass and when hawk was just like you're you're not um high enough to um you're not high enough in the hierarchy to demand that information from me because she's like where's judd where have you sent him and like her the reason why she knew that judd wasn't in the in the um the den anymore is because her brothers were like so happy yeah her brothers were just like like, this is a great day drew is (laughs) grinning he's happy drew is such a little (laughs) and brenna's like what did y'all do to him him? what did you do to him yeah they were like nothing we didn't do anything anything. we didn't do a thing to him A little liar. So I love how she stands up to Hawk and she's just like, you owe me this information. Like, yeah. stop treating me. And Hawk Hawk is one of the first people besides Judd to be like, okay, yeah, you're you're yeah. fine. You're yeah. fine. You know? And you're a grown woman. You can make mm-hmm. your own decisions. You know? And so, so gives her the coordinates for this little cabin hideaway. <laughs> Judd is so pissed. She beats him there. It's so good. She beats him to the cabin. He's like, go home. He's just yeah. like, no. <laughs> I love it. It's so awesome. They had this little standoff. And basically, she's like, if you try to make me go home, I'm just going to drive back. Yeah. And she's like, Like, you should Fine. just let me have I'll my go way. go get your pack, you know? And so he's all like, you know. It's so, so funny because he's literally pouting like a sigh. You know, he is. Just, it's so funny. And so they end up having just... These very intimate conversations yes. by the fire and while she like works on her little electronics because she, she's he, a computer yes. major. She like is very techie. Yes. And so that's the other thing. He, when he comes back, he like goes on one of his runs or whatever to, cause he's, they he's basically, yes. The reason he went out there is they realized somebody's been sort of like coming around on the Eastern quadrant and they need somebody to sort of like scope it out and make sure nobody's trespassing. Mm-hmm. So. 
that's really the whole reason he's there. So he does his little run. He comes back and he sees her sitting by the fire, just doing all her little computronics. And he literally just feels like, my God, she's so smart and so wonderful. Like he's falling in love with her. Right. Just with her brain and how, and how, and he knows how strong she is having overcome everything Enrique did to her. Like he can't get over the fact that she's like, she's like one of the toughest women he's ever met. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, he can't feel anything for her because no. it would hurt her. He's so afraid He doesn't of his trust powers. himself. Right. He's and afraid so of his power is leaking over and hurting her. The so. the way that his um his powers work and his training as an arrow because they have very specific training is that they kind of implant these mental suggestions and it's called dissonance. Yeah. So anytime his powers are close to like kind of spilling over and his powers are more out of control the more emotional he is. So the more emotions he's feeling for Brenna, the more dissonance starts to kick in. And dissonance, the way that it starts to kick in is it actually like makes like tiny little cuts in his brain. Yeah. Basically to like stop him. Yeah, he feels like spikes like shooting. It's very his painful skull, things. Like, yeah. And there's like a progression of this. <laughs> the more time he spends with Brenna, the more time he has to fight dissonance. And like there's some scenes where like his nose is bleeding or whatever and he's trying yeah. to like hide all of that because he starts to think like but this pain is worth it but it's worth it i know and he just like he doesn't want her to know that by them being together he's experiencing pain so he like yeah. definitely hides that from her and it's so funny because yeah. like at first he like is trying to push her away so hard and then he just craves spending i know time with I, her. I love it when we get to that point but so so there the, is intruders yeah so while they're at we the do. cabin we have an attack so there's one moment she wakes up first of all he does like <laughs> sleep next to her you know um in the middle of the night or whatever for that night but when she wakes up he's gone he's doing a patrol and she's like well i need to go for a walk too and she goes for a walk and she smells intruders hyenas yes specifically hyenas and she's like why would they be in our territory and she has no weapons on her she's like damn it what am i thinking you know i have no weapons on me and immediately um she gets a telepathic like sort of like i'm coming for you yeah and don't move don't move and so he moves her telekinetically um Basically, just lifts her whole body and moves her into. He's totally very strong, area. and not everybody could do and this. She's kind of confused. She's like, "What just happened?" And then like, she realizes. <laughs> yeah, she realizes that. So they, she's like, "You're a TK. Holy shit! Yeah, why didn't you tell me this?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "For the same reason, you're afraid right now." And yeah. All this. So they do have. So first of all, the hyenas they blow up the cabin. They run off. They get away. Um, and then Hawkins and the brothers show up. <laughs> I love it. They're and the brothers furious. are like, what are you doing here, Brenna? Sister. And what are you doing with our sister, Judd? Get over here. And she's just like, <laughs> no. And so there's this like really interesting scene. Well, first of all, there's a very strong scent of the leopard pack there. Right. And if Brenna and Judd hadn't seen and scented the hyenas, this was an obvious ploy to yeah. try to break up this truce that Snowdancer and Dark River yeah. have called. Yeah, it's a frame. because they're it's too powerful. Framed. They're being framed. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. too powerful. Two powerful changeling packs have uh, have a treaty basically, mm-hmm. and they the side don't want them mm-hmm. to have that. So it was definitely a setup, and so they're trying to figure out like who's behind it and everything. But it's really funny because there's this moment where the brothers are like, "Yeah, you need to come back with us," and Bruno's like, "Um, no, I I'm not going to do this or whatever." And Judd basically is just like, "No, you need to go," and kind of like not siding with her. And it was <gasps> oh. so funny because I think oh it was gosh. Hawk. Was Hawk, Hawk is the one, one who's like, goes- "Listen." I need to tell you something. You shouldn't do that with <laughs> dominant females, like siding against them. I, like their men don't side against them publicly. Yeah. And just, just word to the wise for changing <laughs> women when their men don't side with them, they get very, very 
very pissed, pissed off. off. Like just you, so you're, prepare you're, to grovel. You're in the doghouse, okay? <laughs> prepare to grovel when and you get And it's so back. funny because Judd doesn't deny that there's something yeah. with between him and Brenna. And like, right. oh god, it's just so good. But we have we have an, uh, another interesting thing that happens during that whole instance. He used a lot of power, and he has these instances where if he overuses his powers, he flames out mm-hmm. and basically goes asleep for like 24 hours. He's to very vulnerable at right this time. during this time because he basically everything flames out and he has to and he doesn't trust going back to the den because he's afraid because he's like people hate me there you know and i'm completely vulnerable like i can't go there unprotected so he goes to uh the church basically and we'll Mm -hmm. talk about the priest and the ghosts and stuff and he um sleeps there so the next day when as soon as he wakes up he immediately feels this need to get to brenna like urgently to get to brenna and as soon as he gets to the den he senses like her anger and fear and all this stuff all at once. And he walks into, he walks into her bedroom. Drew Hawk, uh, uh, is Riley there too? Riley's there too. And the dude, what's his name? I forgot his name. I don't know. Oh, the one she went on a date with. Yes, yeah, I don't remember from. his name. That's why I don't she remember was, his name. She's basically hiding in her bedroom. And he can sense she's in her bedroom. But he's like, what did you do to her? You know, yeah. like, he is like, y'all, literally, he starts clamping onto his brain, like, locking on to And his him. heart. Like, everything. Like, okay, so this is <laughs> this is interesting. Brenna, Brenna is fed up with Judd being, basically being like, there's no way we're going to be together. I don't know right. what you think you feel. It's not going to happen. She's like, you know what? That's fine. I'm going to dress fine. up real nice. And I'm going to go out on a date. So she's thinking that she can – she doesn't want to let go of Judd, but she's thinking she can make him a little bit jealous. But the only yeah. problem is she's, she did not anticipate her reaction to another man touching her mm-hmm. because she does have some trust issues with um, touch just the same as she has with somebody entering into her mind. So she had a very bad reaction. PTSD reaction. Yeah, basically clawed the – Fuck out of and him. like all the guy did was just kind of like touch her on the shoulder. Like, yeah, like he it wasn't leaned in for a kiss. Yeah. He didn't even really like kiss he didn't her. even he touch her like, at all. And yeah. she just had a horrible reaction. She like shredded his arms and like <laughs> and he's about to get decimated by Drew Riley Hawk yeah. and Judd. Like this Judd poor walks dude. in and I like I love how Hawk is just like, look, you need to back <laughs> off. <laughs> like he even breaks vision for Judd. Like gets in front of the dude so yes, Judd can't see him because they realize to... that the most dangerous person in that room right now was not her brothers. And yeah. Yeah. Not the alpha of the pack. It was actually Judd because <laughs> – so all of these little instances like this, like the fact that he sensed that she needed him, yeah. it's all little clues for the readers that there is a bond between yes. Brenna and Judd. So they actually have the start of a mating bond at this right. point. It's not told. It's not like said that they right. have this. It's just something that if you're familiar with the side changeling world after reading books one and book two, it's like, oh, they have the oh bond. It's starting. It's <laughs> starting. Know. So they're mates. They're mates. They're faded mates. Yeah. And – it's just he basically says that he needs to get into that room yeah. and like don't try to stop me and like yeah. the brothers are like no way and hawk is just like <laughs> hawk him. is the one who gives him the ten- he's, yeah. like, he's like i'm alpha here or what he doesn't say that but he basically gives him permission said go in you yeah. know go and go to her and judd know? knows just how to deal with her like he knows exactly how far to push her yeah and he knows that he needs to snap her out of it yeah. and he does he's able to snap her out of it and like she's able to get cleaned up and Not stuff only that she gets in that she takes the shower when she, she comes does. out of the shower in her towel she's so wicked <laughs> she's like i didn't bring any clothes to change I didn't into bring my clothes. and she recognizes because judd's been denying all along that they could ever have anything together like her attraction's just one-sided mm-hmm. but his eyes are like full of heat he's like just full 
full. He is imagining her. her in. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the and sexual tension is. I love is, his point of view. He's like, I could just use a little TK and just. Just like, towel. you know, the towel could, could easily <laughs> fall. It's not fall. Hook, It's not that secure. <laughs> like, it, she wouldn't even know that it was me. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> so it's like this little loss of control and this yeah. little softening where he has towards Brenna. It's just. The most beautiful thing. And I just love how she's getting her confidence back. Like one time she wants to go get hair extensions because her hair was all chopped off. And she just wants to feel normal again. She just wants Mm -hmm. to like go shopping and stuff. And um, she – Judd's like wondering where she is all day and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I like how it was Vaughn that escorted her. Which is really – there's these little tastes of Snow Dancer and and Dark Dark River River interacting and trusting each other with this. So it's also kind of the start of a relationship between between the packs packs Mm -hmm. and Judd being like – friendly with Vaughn Dor- and, and Dorian. He and Dorian are like, hey, I may need a spar partner. Awesome, yes. dude. They're like, okay, if y'all are done flirting, can we yes. get back to business? Yes. <laughs> I love that scene. They're like talking so, about which kinds of martial arts they yeah, know and they're just like, oh my katana. god, guys. Oh, wow. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. So it's like, Judd is fitting in. Judd is fitting yes. in with the yes. pack He's now. assimilating. Right. He is. He is. And I just really like it. So at one point in the story, Hawk approaches Jed and just being like, we got to address your the your hierarchy in the right. pack. You're too strong. Right. You can't just be a free agent and like yeah. nobody understands what your position is within the pack. Right. He said you know? it's not good for the pack as no. a whole. You can't, Because it's know. so confusing. Nobody knows. Yes. Like you're not, you're so powerful, but you're not in a position of authority within mm-hmm. the pack. So we mm-hmm. need to do something about it. <laughs> So that was an amazing scene because, and Judd in his head is like, he's like, okay, you know, I don't, he's like, that's fine. I don't mind being a, I'll be a soldier. He's like, well, he agrees to it. And he said, you agreed before I even gave you your assignment. So it's too late now. Don't you even want to know what I'm going to label you as? He goes, well, I assumed a mid-level soldier or whatever. And he goes, I just got finished telling you how that you were a powerful, powerful male. <laughs> how confusing would that be for the rest of the pack that I would put you as a lower mid-level, mid-level soldier? soldier. He's like, you're, and he scratches him, which is like a sign of the lieutenant. Yeah. He gives him the lieutenant. They have like a blood bond. So like they actually have like. And Judd feels the bond. Judd feels the bond. And Psy can actually see it because within the Psynet, all their minds are kind of connected and it's called Mm -hmm. the Psynet. And like it's, it's all these little bonds. And of course you have the familial bond. And so the Lauren net is just their family. Right. And so now Judd has a connection with Hawk. Right. And so he can see into Hawk's network of people Mm -hmm. which changelings can't see their own network but it is there all the lieutenants are connected to hawk and laura's connected to hawk yeah and it's just like so beautiful the bonds that are formed and so now judd is a lieutenant and brenna is so excited brenna's like like, she jumps on him like i knew it i knew it and she's just like so excited we should mention that the uh murderer of timothy is in the background the entire time and i like how we get his point of view in italics like now i really enjoyed that i've said this before that i don't like too many points of views and yeah. i normally just love one or two points mm-hmm. of views yeah nalini singh gives us multiple but i think she does it so well because she not does. only do we have brenna's and judd's we have lots of we have the, the counselors we have the counselors the ghosts. Ooh, we didn't even talk about the ghosts yet yeah. um 
And we also get those little glimpses of the person who is obviously a part of Snow Dancer. We don't know who is the traitor. But right. he's basically trying to tie up loose ends because he helped, he helped. Enrique kidnap he Brenna. Yeah, he basically lured Brenna into the van mm-hmm. so that Enrique could take her. And so now she's in danger because he's trying to tie up the loose ends. Brenna. Because she hasn't remembered yet. And he knows she's going to remember soon. So that that's the whole thing is he killed Timothy because Timothy was also sort of a tie-in to mm-hmm. that. And now he needs to kill Brenna. Brenna because he knows she's going to remember soon. Yes. Yes. And so, and so that's going on in the background this whole time. And so we have a moment. So periodically, um, Judd goes to meet with a ghost. Okay. He is friends with a ghost and Father Perez at the church. I love this, I love this little tree trio. dynamic. I know. It sounds like a joke, like a an arrow, a ghost, an, an and, arrow, a and a priest walk, walk into, into the bar. Church. What happens? <laughs> and then what happens? So... Um, Within those counselor scenes, we're mm-hmm. aware that there is somebody who's trying to sabotage these right. scientific experiments that are happening within the Cynet. So the <laughs> counselors are trying to find a way to reinforce the silence protocol because they're like, all these defections like Sasha and Faith Nightstar, right. it can't, we can't let we it can't stand. Let it continue. So right. like, it's dangerous that these people are breaking silence. Like we mm-hmm. need to find a way to rein them in. So there's been these experiments where they're experimenting with this chip that's basically inserted into your brain that would be like mm-hmm. immediate silence. Like it's not you don't go through conditioning. Like it was basically you're like you're brainwashing them. Right. And so one of their um, little science labs was blown up, and it was like, oh, there's this ghost around there that's you know, yeah, it has to be one of us, and um. We're, we need to find out about. his identity. So the ghost is a sign who is sabotaging the council. And we don't and know what the motivation yes. is. And like, what allied, is your end game? Right. We, and he's allied with Judd. We don't know what his motivation is. We know Judd's motivation is to um, destroy anything that has to do with Protocol 1 and, and uh, that forced yeah. um, silence on the children and everything. Like, he is adamantly against it. And so that's why he's working with the ghost. To try to basically, he's rebelling from without. Yes, you know? exactly. And it's <clears throat> funny because um, Judd knows the identity of the ghost. Like yes. he, knows, he knows, but he tries not is. to look at the ghost's face so that like somebody can't extract images from his head and stuff right. like that. And we are made aware that he tells Hawk, like, I am working with the ghost. Yeah. After he becomes a lieutenant, lieutenant, he's like, okay, well, now I'm in this position of power and it I have to yeah. let all my secrets out, basically. Yeah. And he kind of – he gives some of that information to the ghost as well. It's like – I have you know, to tell him. Like, yeah. I'm a part of this pack now. Yeah, I'm not I just a free them. agent. Right. You exactly. know? And yeah. I trust them and stuff like that. And so it's like, okay, okay. And I like that the ghost is okay with it. He's like, all right. Yeah. You know, do what you need to do. Listen, a huge part of me reading this series is like, who could possibly be the fucking I remember, ghost, remember, okay? you and I were talking about We were like it. highlighting stuff. Yes. I'm like, could it be this person? Yes. Yes. It was like a secret identity. And it was For a while. the most fun that I've had trying to I figure know. out who this person is. Because there honestly was multiple people that I was like, it could be this person, this person, or this person. Yeah. There was three people that yeah. I was like, it could be mm-hmm. any of them. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't sure. Or wasn't quite sure. But the closer you get, the more you the closer are. you get, You're the like, more oh sure you are. Oh my god! Are. And when we get to that book, oh, so good, <laughs> so good. So good.
good. We, anyway. we are, yeah, the ghost identity is revealed later yeah. on in the series, which we won't tell you which one, but because yeah. it will give it away. <sighs> but <laughs> yes. And so we have um, another attack um, of Judd as he's leaving one of these um, meetings. He's attacked by a wolf and is yes. like torn up. And the only reason he doesn't kill the wolf instantly is because he thinks smells family. He smells family. He thinks it could be um, one of Drew, one Andrew, of, yeah. or Riley, Brenna's and so, brothers. And he's like, he's like, he knew that it would break her heart. So that's why he doesn't kill them. Even though, and that's like, why he got mauled so bad is because yeah. he wasn't trying to kill. Like he could have, right? He could have stopped the other person's heart because that's yeah. what his TK is. His TK is like cell level. He can manipulate right. cells, and he instantly goes to like skull crushing and heart crushing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you he know? can one hundred percent like just maim right up, right with the snap right. of his fingers. I know. And Brenna so, so happens across him and brings him so to she yeah. Followed him. She followed him. She tracked him. <laughs> She's been um, so I like how they go to Tammy, who yes. is the Dark River healer. Yes. And, oh, there's a moment where he's just vulnerable because he's like, d- drugs don't work on the side. And it was just like, Brenna yeah. is just so pissed off because she's like, I smell. I, I, smell, I smell my family. My family. But it's mm-hmm. all a setup. It's all a setup. Yes. And they finally do figure this out because, like, Brenna was pissed. And whenever right. the brothers came to get her, we're like, she was like, like, I can't believe you. you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was a good scene. That too. was such a good scene because they're like, finally, they're starting to realize that their sister is okay. Like, yeah. she's dealing with things and that and they need only, to back off. Right. And not only that, in that moment, Drew goes for her and Judd steps in front of her and says, I cannot let allow you to touch her. And yeah. You're t- it, calm down. Like, calm the fuck down, dude. And then I'll let you I'm talk protecting to her. And, like, it's so confusing because, like, the brothers have always been her protectors. But like, now Judd, he is, Judd is the protector. Like, yeah, who does he think Because it's his is? responsibility now. And Hawk's just, like, grinning on the side. Yeah. They still don't know. Yeah. Judd and Brenna still are unaware that yeah. the mating bond is basically forming without them knowing. Yeah. And I just really love all that. It's just yeah. so gradual. And yeah. he he acts – he eventually acts like such a dominant changeling man. Exactly. It's just so He literally good. does just behave just like her. They're like, you yes. know, you act and He's just you a little more stoic. Alike. Yes. I love that somebody said – was it Hawk who said that? Yeah. And then Drogo goes, what the fuck are you yeah. talking about? I'm nothing like him. I'm, nothing I'm not like cold him. and emotionless. <laughs> Like mm-hmm. hotheads, so hotheads. Both of them. Judd is definitely hotheaded, even though he's like cold. Like mm-hmm. you know when he's losing his temper. Yeah, you know it's so cool. So we do have a scene where Judd actually gets to use his powers for like good. Not that he hasn't been using them for good, but like this is like yeah. such an incredible feat that yeah. it's like everybody knows about this and it. Definitely makes the pack as a whole dynamic. Like, look Mm -hmm. at him as more of like this, like savior, and like, wow, you're so Mm -hmm. powerful, and you're on our side. Like, this is great. Like, now we're no longer afraid of you. You might be, you know, very closed off and not very approachable, but like, wow, this is great. Yeah. So So, yeah, Drew is shot. Yes. Trying to protect in the heart. In the heart, and it and it's some kind of bullet that basically shreds splinters. Yeah, splinters and like shreds the interior. So his heart is basically in pieces and he's bleeding out mm-hmm. quickly yes and um what i find so fascinating is so judd sits there and puts his hands on him it takes him like four hours to four surgically he's surge he does surgery with his mind yes y'all he like takes pieces <laughs> of tissue from yeah, other parts, parts of his, his body, body and, and rebuilds it. his fucking heart okay yeah like judd is and crazy powerful it's amazing. and it's so amazing it's so amazing and that's also kind of like the truce between the brothers and judd right. as well it's just kind of yeah. like 
Well, well I like, can't you hit you now. You could have let me die. <laughs> I can't hit you now. You like put my chest back together and yes. my heart back together. Yes. Although he does complain that he has like little lopsided. Yeah, he's like, you, you might be missing skin from somewhere else or yeah. something. Like. <laughs> so the positive, the another positive aspect of this is he flames out, and what we don't realize um, is that when he flames out. His dissonance is down. So that so means that he has no negative pain. impacts right. from feeling all the things. Yes. Which means he can things. feel all the things with and Brenna now. And he wants now. to feel all the things. He is horny. <laughs> he's been having sexual thoughts for a well, while Well, this now. is great. And I love <laughs> how all of the sire just like, you know, they're very cerebral. They like to research yeah. things. And he's just like. Even though Judd's a virgin, basically yeah. all the size are virgins. So we yeah. have tons of virgin heroes in this series, which I love. But yeah. Judd's just like, I've read things. <laughs> I've read up. He said, I've been, I've been, um, a study of this yes. subject for a while now. Yes. <laughs> you know, so Judd is absolutely not An nervous at all. Lover. And he is, yeah. he is like starved for Brenna. Yeah. And it is, it is absolutely very amazing. Awesome. So passionate. And Judd is just like this little dirty sigh. Yes. It's awesome. It's so awesome. They're so hot I like together. He, I love the way he uses the TK in the epilogue. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is fucking hot. He is so hot. <laughs> it's so awesome. I love those TKs. Uh, TKs is one of my favorite oh, side yeah. changeling. I'm Same. a change sigh abilities. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're going to have another, my other favorite. Later. Oh, yeah. Other favorite. <gasps> There's tons of interesting yeah. sex scenes to do with TKs. So. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Uh, oh, Jed and Brenna. And this is actually, which is super funny, the next um, two episodes that we're doing are for Riley and Drew. So yes. it's like this whole month is dedicated to the Kincaid the siblings. Kincaid siblings. The yes. siblings. They're some of my favorite ones. I love their family mm-hmm. dynamic. I love how you're first introduced to Riley and Drew as kind of like this overprotective people. But then in yeah. the next book we get – more of them now they're calmed down yeah. because Brenna is now settled down. She She's has protected. a mate. Yes. She is strong. She right. is She's embracing back to her. Again. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And she's 100% <clears throat> feels better now that they have caught the traitor in Snow Dancer. And yeah. so it's all falling into place. And so now we get to actually see them not as like crazy older brothers. Right. And we get to see them fall in love. And it's just so amazing. I, I know. And Riley is also different. Riley's like the tough older brother. I love seeing him melt for mercy. Yeah. He has oh. the personality closest to Judd. I think so too. Um, and so Drew's too. the playful one. Drew's the playful Joker. Yes, yes. I love him. Oh, I'm yeah, so good, it's so good. Oh. All right, so showdown scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, okay, so one of my this was really, really, really hard because there were so many scenes I loved in this. But I think the one that was like just really powerful was the first time they had any sexual contact when he was like ice cold in the dark and she goes out and sits on his lap and he because can't she control, has to calm calm him he, down and he can't control it and just starts like you know fondling her and kissing her and like as furniture is flying con- around yes <laughs> and furniture is literally breaking like the dissonance is like he's he's swirling and breaking and blowing up behind him it's like. It's just the coolest thing that he seems so not passionless, but coldly um, calculating in the way he's moving with her and everything. Yes, but behind him, it's like worlds Chaos. are colliding and shit. <laughs> 
absolute chaos. It was just amazing. Oh. It's honestly a perfect representation for like what's going on in Judd's mind. Also, can I just mention this was a panty ripping scene that I fucking yeah. loved. Well, because this it made is, sense. It, it made sense it made for him to be sense. panty ripping. He was so passionate, like he couldn't even control. We had himself. conversations in previous episodes where it's kind of annoying because, like, yeah, panty ripping can be hot, but like if it, it's it done too to much, then it. Yeah. Or in like you can't over over panty rip. Yeah. Or in like it book. has to be something that's like very urgent. Yeah. Like the whole scene has to be set up for it to be urgent because honestly, someone's gonna rip my panties. And be like, you will go buy me some new ones. I okay. Know. But <laughs> like, this is like Judd in a moment where he can't control himself. He wants her so, so bad. It's so he good. wants access to downtown. So yes, he does. Yeah. Yes, he does. So, so that was a good sexy scene for me. I liked it. My showdown scene is a scene where Judd feels Brenna is in mm. trouble and goes to her rescue, and it's like such a clear indication that no matter how hard he's fighting this thing with Brenna, they're already connected and he (laughs) literally was ready to kill for her. And this was like way before he acknowledged anything about like (laughs) them and he is fighting it so hard, but he was just like, um, I'm the person to deal with her. Like not the brothers, (laughs) not the alpha. Like I am the one that will be going into that room and y'all will not bother us. And it was just like such a fuck. Yes. Like I, I love it. Mm -hmm. And you just knew that there were meant to be and it was like yeah you're fighting it so hard but like right now you're acting like a mate you know yeah, what i'm no, saying he's like he's like i'm going in there yes they're like no you're like i'm going in there yes <laughs> like step aside <laughs> i just loved it it was jed is so, so passionate good. as cold as he can come off he is mm-hmm. really passionate but that's a true sign of just a great writer now let me sing because we get his point of view we can his, the thoughts he's having, he might be acting cold, but the thoughts he's having are anything but. No, you know? and no. So, and he's fighting it so hard because of his dissonance. And he is able yeah. to deprogram himself at the end. Yes, yes. Of Basically, course. he just like, he removes all the programming that makes him hurt if he feels stuff because he's like, I trust myself and I can have warnings set into place that aren't going to shred my brain. Right. right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So ah, it was just such a good balance and I just really loved it. So good. It's an, it's an amazing book. I forgot how much I loved it till every time I reread one of these though, I'm like, well, that's why oh, they're my comfort man. reads is because it's just like, it's so happy. Yeah. There could, there's some dark storylines like Brenda's storyline storyline is pretty dark, but like nothing about it depresses me. So yeah. I don't know. Lindley Neesing is a magician and she I love is. her. She's my favorite writer. I just love her. Yeah. She is amazing. <laughs> always, always. She is. Okay. Well, we hope that you enjoyed today's episode and look forward to the next one where we'll be reviewing Branded by Fire by Nalini Singh. Thanks so much for listening. This goes out to all the fangirls. Life's better with a little H-E-A. 